Hello, everyone, and welcome to another well-played podcast, a podcast about all things playful. Together, we explore games, game mechanics, and the power of learning through play. With me, I have Peter Gamble, Twitter handle at CoachPVG. Uh, Peter, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself to the well-played community. All right. My name is Peter Gamble. I teach preschool through sixth grade physical education at a Montessori school in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, that is spectacular. <laughs> I love this idea that you're going to be on the show. Uh, what a unique sort of angle and something we haven't really talked about, gamifying sort of physical education. So today, Peter and I are going to do just that. We're going to explore how to gamify physical education. You know, muscles and minds get bigger through play. So let's, uh, I love that it's, it, it helps both. So let's check this out. Um, thank you again for making it on the show. Happy to be here. Uh, so one Alabama, that's gotta be hot. Well, it's uh, it's at the you know end of August, beginning of September. So yes, it is uh, def- definitely hot. I, Looking uh, forward to some cooler temperatures. Yeah, I am uh, a Wisconsinite through and through. So it is like seventy here right now, and no humidity, and I love our summers. But we're we're going into the 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 fall slash winter downslide here. So you'll have me beat in a little bit for sure. Yeah, I want no part of that. No part of the no no part of the winter. You don't like unearthing your house, like you don't like it to get buried with six inches of snow and having to shovel yourself out. Well, first of all, that's never happened, so uh, that that would be, that would be uh, a extreme rarity. But if it even threatens snow down here, people lose their minds. <laughs> well, all right, let's get to down to business. You teach. <clears throat> Kindergarten through sixth grade, um, and where where did you decide? Where, when, how did you decide that you wanted to apply gamification to the physical education world? You know, that's a great question, and I'm not sure I really have an answer for that. Um, <laughs> I just re- I can't really remember. I remember I read your book last summer. And I'm the kind of a person that overthinks everything and, you know, will oftentimes let that get the better of me. And then I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to dive into it and go all out and try to do the whole year. And so I, I did that last year and it, it went relatively well for a, for a newbie. Yeah, I think, uh, well, one, thank you for sharing that. I mean, like that's sometimes people don't want to put out their like not best you know stories um but i think that that's one thing that we have to get over in gamification is that we can't let perfection you know be the enemy of of good like you you can put out some good things they don't have to be perfect and it's actually through that iterative process like the refinement like i'm sure this year you're going to add some things to your game i'm sure there's some things you're going to take out of your game you know but it, you, you first have to put it out there to get to that iterative process. 
you know, that, that's basically what I, what I came up with. I just said, you know, I've got to start this in order to get it going. And I'm sure there's going to be some potholes along the way and some, some bumpy roads, but it'll, it'll, it'll get smoother as we go. Yeah. So you decided, you know, you read the book, you decided uh, to dive in, um, and you went, you went straight into the deep end uh, with trying to design a year-long game. Um, I'm curious, you know, why did you choose that versus like gamifying a or a unit? Is well, I think because I was really trying to not so much teach the content as much as I was trying to get kids to be more active either at school or outside of school. So my idea was to, it sort of developed, my game developed and it became sort of just a, mostly they were getting points through coming to me when they had free time during the day and doing certain exercises, like we would have a certain exercise for the week. And then, so they would come, come to come to the gym. Sometimes when I would get here in the morning, there would be kids standing outside the, um, outside my, outside my gym door waiting for me to, to do their exercises. I love it. That's an awesome story. Um, and so you did it. You launched this game. Um, you put in some mechanics, and you saw some traction. So it sounds like some students did it. Yeah, and and you know, I, I had um, as I'm not, I'm not, I would definitely not consider myself a gamer. I mean, not at least in the the video game type, which seems to be mostly what you know kids these days are into. And so I really needed help with some of the some of the mechanics and some of the, you know, details. So what I did was I put it out to my upper elementary classes, which at a Montessori school, that means fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. So I had three or four kids um, apply to be on my game committee. And so they just had to write me a couple of paragraphs about why they wanted to, to do this. And so I, I basically took three of them, and they really helped with some of the some of the items, and they really helped with the formation of the item store, things that they could they could buy as part of a, you know, with their with their money and their currency. Yeah. So I'm curious here, just if we could dial back a little bit on your story here, um, when you put this together uh you teach all these grade levels now you don't i think we we talked earlier i mean previous to the show that you don't gamify them all um but you said you did up you do gamify upper elementary so with that said i mean is it is the game the same? Do you do, do different things? Did you account for the fact that you're going to have some of those students again this year as repeat sort of customers? Yeah, you know, that definitely, I actually tried to start the year off last year with the, all the elementary students participating. 
And I could just tell after a couple of weeks that it wasn't really going to gain much traction with the lower elementary students. So I just sort of told them, you're going to have to wait till you get into fourth grade to, to participate in this. But um, so after I designed my game last year, I thought, well, I'm either going to have to design a completely different game this year because of the way my school is set up with kids being, you know, in the same classroom for three years, or I'm going to have to come up with a theme that would allow itself to be repeated. So last year I sort of had a spy theme and I thought, well, I can't do that again because, you know, two thirds of the classes has, will have, well, I guess a third of the class would have already done it. And then I would have a, you know, um, a third new, but so this year my, my game will, will allow itself to be repeated because it's a, it's a world travel theme where they are trying to save world UNESCO heritage sites from destruction. So I can easily repeat that theme for many years since there's so many countries in the world. That's I love the intentionality that you took towards your theme there so that you could come up with an answer or a solution to your structural problem of having to like recreate it every year. Um, that's a really good idea. Yeah, it also uh, it plays into a to a love of mine of I love geography and I in a, in a past life I, I have a, a undergrad history degree so. I'm a big believer in cross-curricular learning and, and kids learning about geography and learning about the world in general. Nice. Dusting off the old degree. I dig it. That is awesome. Uh, the other thing that you mentioned that I, that I just want to like bottle up and sell to everybody else is that you weren't a gamer or you aren't a gamer in, in the sense that you think that the kids are. Uh, yet you still, I mean, just kudos to you. You still said, I, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to, I'm going to try gamification. I'm going to put this out there. Looking back, you're done. You've done this a year now. You're moving into your second year. It sounds like you're going to continue it and even add and tweak and change. Um, in the end, was that really an impediment that you're not a gamer? I mean, it was a slight impediment, but it wasn't something that I couldn't overcome. And I just sort of thought, you know, kids understand games, especially video games. So if I, you know, if I structure this in a way that they already have an understanding of the, of the you know, framework of this, it's going to make it so much easier for them and more exciting. Yeah, so I mean, I love that. So it wasn't really an impediment, and I love your answer of, really, it was you speaking their language. Like, it it definitely wasn't an impediment for them. It was just something that you had to get a little more knowledge on. Yeah, and like I said, my the the kids that formed part of my game committee really helped with uh, some of the some of the creation of the game, and and one of the kids actually on his letter that he wrote to me about why he wanted to be part of the game committee, he said that he wants to be a game designer. So he's, uh, he's now, he's left our school. He's in seventh grade. And I've, I even bent his ear a little bit this summer to try to get some 
other ideas maybe to, to add into the game. That's great. I mean, just definitely suggest a lot of you out there, listeners, to to tap into the students, both you know past and present students, when you're designing your game. Um, just just like Peter, I uh, this this year, uh, as I'm putting the final tweaks on my game and rolling it out, uh, a high school student came down to just say hi and he asked what I was doing and. Same thing. We ended up like spitballing all sorts of ideas for like an hour. And out of that hour conversation with the student, I mean, I came up with a bajillion ideas. Uh, so, you know, use those resources and invite students in to help design the game past or present. You know, it's a it's a powerful buy-in tool and, and it's helpful for them. I mean, like it's it's a, it's part of the design and creative process. Yeah, and, and I need all the help I can get. Yeah, and then there's a there's a whole practical side of it, isn't there? <laughs> Definitely, I love it. Um, so, what? How does your game sort of function, or how do you see your game functioning this year? Let's hear your revised changes here. Well, because of the way my school works, kids have kids sort of work on contracts. So at the beginning of the week, they're given a list of the work they have to complete. And when they complete it, they are, they're given some leeway about what they can do. And so kids were coming to me on my lunch break and before, before school started and, you know, coming to, to participate in the game. But near the end of the year, the teachers indirectly, you know, telling the students, not telling me this, was that it was starting to become a little bit of a, of a distraction. And so they sort of put an end to them coming uh, in the morning to, to participate in the game. So I had to think, how can I change this where I can make it work without them being able to come to, to see me? you know, during their work period. So what I decided to do was, and this part of this came to me yesterday. So I found a, uh, a website where you can generate your own bingo cards. And so what nice. I did is nice. you, you go in and just put whatever you want to in the squares. And so what I'm going to do is, so I have a, I have a five by five square. So there'll be 25 different activities that they've got, they can uh, try to accomplish over the course of the month. Then at the end of the month, they'll turn, they'll turn their card in and they'll get 50 XP for every square that they've gotten initialed by an adult. And then if they black out the card, then they'll get a bonus and then some other things along with that. I like it. I mean, this, uh, it's that that's a whole new mechanic you're rolling out now when you did you come up with that mechanic or was that again one of these uh student generated ideas um that was me I, I, was, I was just trying to think of a way that i could incorporate the same things that i did last year or similar things that i did last year but not have them having to do it at school where they could take it home and so it sort of I sort of thought, how can I, I can incorporate, you know, family and fitness together in, into this. And so some of my, 
things for this month are, you know, go for a walk with your family, you know, help a neighbor with a task. So just sort of incorporating some things like that. And then there's also some, you know, content stuff like, you know, name the components of health related fitness and stuff like that. So there's, there's a, there's a different, there's a bunch of different, you know, questions and, and tasks on the, on the card that aren't all physical education related. Sure. Uh, you had mentioned earlier in the, the show here, this game committee, and I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about it. Cause I know some of our listeners are going to say like, how does that function? How did, like, how did you set that up? And you, and you also mentioned that a student had to write you a letter to, to sort of be a part of that committee. So can you tell us a little bit about the, the game committee? Well, being, being someone that's not really much of a gamer myself, I thought I need to see if these kids are really into this. So it's, you know, it'd be real easy for them to say they, they were, and then for their interest to fade away. So I thought if I required them to, to write me a, a short essay, then I could get a better idea of, of where they're at and why, why they want to do this. So, you know, I just put it out to the class one day and said, you know, if you want to be on this committee, you have to write me a letter, you know, a couple of paragraphs, tell me why you want to be on it. What, what experience do you have with, with games and gaming that would, you know, make you a worthwhile member of this committee? Awesome. And then when the committee met, like what it was like, what did, what'd you do? How'd you run it? Um, I mean, we didn't have like set you know, meeting times, it would just be sometimes when I would feel like I needed some, some, uh, input on something we would, we would meet after school for, you know, five or 10 minutes. And, you know, I would just p sort of pick their brains and then, you know, they would come up with suggestions. So that's, it was, it was pretty informal as far as the, the meeting times. Would you suggest this to others? I mean, would, did you feel like this was good for other kids? Do you think it helped you build relationships, like, you know, whatever angle, but do you, do you think it was a worthwhile investment? I mean, it was definitely worthwhile. I mean, I think because it, it gave them more ownership into the game and, you know, they had kids always have great ideas. You know, they, they just sometimes need a little, need a little editing. So I sort of felt like I was the editor and they were, they were generating the ideas which was, was good for both of us because it, you know, it helped us to, uh, to get a better game. Nice. Uh, now, now, uh, another question I kind of want to ask you, Peter, is as we move more into this, like idea of gamifying physical education, what were some of your favorite sort of memories that you had from this year where, you know, physical education met gamification? I think my my favorite would have to be kids waiting at my door in the morning to come in and do exercises. I mean, you know, one of the exercises that I did was was burpees. And if you've never done oh. a burpee, they're difficult. Yes. After after a, you start getting you know getting a, a little a few seconds into it, it's pretty difficult. But I mean, I would have kids coming in there and you know, just rocking them out. And I, my, I basically, I set a one minute time limit and then whoever, you know, you got, 
so many XP for every one you did in that minute. So, and then sometimes it was jump roping or push-ups, and then sometimes I would let them, you know, choose an exercise. So, I love it. That's like a really. I might steal that to be honest. I dig this sort of physical active challenge, and giving like an XP amount per one you do. And like we know the research, right? Like the more active you are, the your mind gets engaged as well. And like that's just a cool challenge. That's a great takeaway for all of us. Thank you, Peter. Yeah, and there were there were definitely kids that I would say were not typically, you know, kids that would be be getting out and and exercising a lot. So I think at least in the short term, it got it got them. Uh, you know, it got them moving. One one of my goals, I would say, is to try to, through my game, develop habits. Yes. Once once the game stops, the the activity continues. Yeah, I am all about that. I, I mean, I try to tell myself that, like, what, what am I doing? If I have, we'll just say, 180 days with these students. What do I hope they actually leave with? And if all I do is focus on content, being a world history teacher, then I think I've failed them because that doesn't that doesn't change the trajectory that they're on in life unless they grow up to be a world history teacher. That's <laughs> short of that. I don't see like a a change in them. But if I can, if through the game I can build habits of success, if we can build a culture of success and a language for success that gets kids thinking about leaving a legacy and, you know, pushing themselves on side quests to do different things than they normally would do. That, that changes the trajectory. Cause I've had so many kids try side quests and then, and then talk about like a new excitement they have for something that they didn't even know existed before, whether that be a tech tool or, or an old school tool, you know, like painting or something like that. Right. You know, like kids, Forcing them, not I shouldn't say forcing them, inviting them to try these things uh, has produced some crazy cool results. You know, and, and this is something I, I, told, I told somebody uh, recently, a fellow PE teacher that I conversed with on Boxer, and I, I'd always thought of it, but I hadn't really ever voiced it. But I said, you know, I think that I'm really teaching life skills i'm just teaching it through the prism of physical education here here that's i mean (laughs) i echo the same thing all the time i just say you know we're all i think at least as middle school teachers we're all skills teachers and it's just our content is the backdrop to which we use to challenge those students and to those skills you know I, I would teach very much the exact same way, whether I was teaching math, English, science, PE. I, I really want to make them the best versions of themselves. I wouldn't change that goal, no matter what my content was. So, 100%. So, with that said, um, do you feel like this year going into your second year you're going to add any more elements that might be new game mechanics or elements to your game 
you know, I thought long and hard about that over the summer, and I definitely did not have really anything in my game last year for the, I guess it's the killer prototype, you know, mm-hmm. the kid that wants to sort of be the fly in the ointment. Yep, high player so, interaction, definitely. So, yeah, I, I've definitely thought of some, some uh, I guess, store items that they could use to uh, to sort of be that be that type one of the things that was a, a big uh, favorite in my item store last year was the ability to choose the music for the day and so you know a kid would could, would choose the music and would give me a playlist of songs and then the some song would come on and another kid would be like oh this is horrible you know we why do we have to listen to this and so I thought maybe I could in- incorporate something where a kid could put up a roadblock, and if uh, they didn't like a song, it, it would allow them to to change the song. Nice, I like it. That is that's good. That's good player interaction. So Peter, it is that time in our show where we do a little reflection time, and today we have a quote by George Bernard Shaw. Are you? Ready to give us your take on this? I'm ready. All right. So today's quote is a very good one. Uh, It is, we don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. What's your take? You know, I think that as as we get older and and life gets more, you know, quote unquote serious and, and everybody has people pulling on from all directions that sometimes play can, can go by the wayside or be seen as frivolous or, you know, unnecessary. But I just think that if you, even if you're just looking at it from the perspective of bringing some joy to your life, that, that play is, is necessary in your life. Uh, I love this quote. (laughs) I think we as adults have a responsibility to show students that, you know, growing old doesn't stink. (laughs) Um, And we don't have to always be so stodgy and serious. We can have fun. We can play, be playful, enjoy that playful spirit. And so to that end, I mean, over the years, I have become much more a gamer with that said. And I'm still not really a video gamer that much, but I I do now play a lot more board games and I bring people together and it is so fun to to explore these board games and I would just definitely suggest you guys out there to check some out. There are just some really great, awesome new games that are nothing like you played when you were a kid that are super fun, you know, a lot of player interaction, uh finishes you know in 45 minutes to 90 minutes which i don't know it's just a really good evening brings people together so peter i just want to say once again thank you for taking time out of your day to share with us a little window into your world well i appreciate uh you having me on and i hope that something i've said resonates with somebody out there whether it's a a PE teacher or know a regular classroom teacher yeah no there's plenty there to to digest and take in uh 
I think we are all better together. So for everybody listening, don't forget to check out explorelikeapirate.com for more ideas and vlogs and blogs and whatnot. Uh, Check out my new YouTube channel too about gamification and game-based learning. You know, smash the subscribe button on that so that we can stay connected. And if you have any questions, you can post them on the YouTube channel crew questions. There's a link for that. Been answering those. And would love to hear you. Love hearing from the subscribers and making them, you know, an electrified community is always good. So I appreciate that. And stay connected, everybody, and play on.